in three two one what's going on folks welcome to 34 questions i'm your host 34 and tonight we have phil q in the building how are you doing tonight phil i'm doing pretty good jen how are you sorry 34 ah uh, no nah, don't or, worry uh, <laughs> oh no secret sauce secret sauce <laughs> it is all good it is all good um i've been trying to change that on my instagram too like with my first and last name but since that was my personal account before i turned it into the brand account i can't can't get it off so people will always know my my real name but it's all good uh i'm doing all right phil uh it is a monday or is it a monday it is a monday um and you know for a lot of folks mondays are hard uh i don't know for you but for me it's always a good way to kind of like set the tone for the week um you know just a way to frame it so it's more positive than negative in my mind but uh yeah man it's been easy going how about for yourself how's your monday going so far so good for a monday like you know mondays are usually you know you wake up you have a whole week ahead of you but that could also be a positive thing like you're ready to get you're just ready to kick um kick it out of the park no that was a bad reference like <laughs> that's uh, all good I, i'm just a little nervous my bad <laughs> take your time man no, no worries um i think you're gonna find as we go through the interview i'm a pretty easygoing person um and no judgments from me so feel free to be yourself, man. It's really, you know, I'm trying to make it as comfortable as possible for you. Um, but no, nah, I got you. you. You feel like you're more of a weekday person or a weekend person? I feel like when it comes to weekday versus weekend, I feel like I'm a totally different person. Mm. Like, like for weekdays, I'm like the professional Phil where I will, I will get you the reports um, super quickly. But as for the weekend Phil, that's the person you see on stage usually like that's the presence that i always try to bring because usually my performances are during the weekend so the weekend personality is basically my music personality while my weekday personality is my day job personality so i i'm pretty i'm kind of a like it's kind of like having a superhero identity but both ways I got you. I got you. I definitely understand. Um, you know, at work, I'm Jan and on this show, I'm 34. So I uh, definitely feel you on that. Uh, and I also, you know, my first dream was to be a musician or a rapper and always like having different um, alter egos for different vibes of a song. You know, if it's happy, I'm one. I'm one with my rapper names. When it's a sad, serious song, I'm a, you know, it's another rapper name. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely feel you on that. Um, but yeah, I just want to thank you again for stopping by. You know, like we said, it is a Monday. It's tough, but definitely appreciate you helping me start my week off pretty strong. Um, and yeah, for the folks out there, definitely appreciate your time as well. For the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we uh, we start off with a warm up. Um, after the warm up, we'll cool down with an icebreaker. Uh, after the icebreaker, we'll turn to the twist of the interview, which is the Wheel of Fate, where we'll spin the wheel, whichever number it lands on. That's how the conversation will go. And then after that, we'll finish it out with some closeout questions. Sound good to you, Phil? I'm intrigued. Let's play. All right, for sure, man. That's <laughs> funny. I, I don't know how many people think of this as a game. Like, <laughs> for me, it's a conversation, but I had to gamify it a little bit. So, you know, it could be fun, not just us talking. Um, but, uh, yeah, man. Oh. Oh, sorry. I was just saying conversations are fun pretty quick. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, well, before we start all start all off, um, my first question for you is how have you been? You've been doing well. You've been doing great. How you been lately, man? 
Oh yeah, thanks for asking. I'm doing pretty well. Like I started a new position this year, but I'm also, most importantly, I'm releasing my new EP, One Year in the Making. It's called Supernova. I've mm -hmm. already released two singles um, in advance called Heaven and Dream. So those two are already out in anticipation for the Supernova EP. So it's been fun. Like, um, first of all, like I get to see all that work culminate into something really beautiful like because it's been one year in the making and i finally get to perform it so it's it's definitely just mind-bogglingly awesome i got you uh would you say it's just one year in the making is this your first ep or like is it you've come up with a few ones before yeah like i re i released a couple singles before but this is the first i would say full-length project even if it's not too big like it's not a full album but i've always wanted to release a project like this and i'm i'm happy i get to i got you uh i normally look forward to an artist's first album just because i think it's more than just uh, even for you i think you might be selling yourself short because i think you know your <laughs> first full project might be your whole life in the making kind of thing because it's that journey it's that inspiration that came through the entire life that came into this first project for yourself um and yeah that's that's something i always admire like i'm a struggle rapper fan so i like it when uh i hear the first mixtape or the first album that a that a new artist comes out with because i always feel like this is their journey their struggle up till it got to this point um and then you know after that sophomore albums especially if you're mainstream be, I, w I don't want to say it gets weaker but this the journey is different because your story becomes different after you've made it or after you know you feel like you've reached a certain milestone um so for you how long would you say like was this when did you start your journey singing and then where it's at now that's where i feel like that's how many years it's been in the making <laughs> that's a very good question so long story short i started playing piano when i was six so ever since i was Ever since I was little, I would play instruments, just just piano. But and then while I was eight or nine, that's when I first started, you know, performing for real. And that scared the living hell out of me. But um, but afterwards, I started singing at around 10 or 11 at choir and with my mom's, with my mom's karaoke machine. <laughs> and then and then fast forward to high school, I started creating my own songs. I started playing other instruments like guitar, ukulele, um, anything you could find in the music room, I always tried to, um, you know, experiment with. And at 16, that's when I started producing my music. That's when I started writing songs. So it wasn't until eight years later. So I spent those eight years while studying in school, developing my craft in producing and writing and singing and hit and then 2020 comes along and that's when I really wanted to start releasing my music. That's when I wanted to showcase what I was really made of. That's when I wanted to make my stamp as an artist. Mm -hmm. And since 2020, it's been a crazy, crazy journey. Like it's definitely something I didn't expect to, to go through, but looking back, it was definitely a necessary journey for me as a, not just an artist, but also as a person to go through because being an artist is really tough but also but it's worth it because you get to express yourself openly you get to you get to invite people into your head basically which mm -hmm. is awesome yeah i mean i think artists especially the great ones um uh, allow themselves to be 
supremely invulnerable when it comes to their music and uh, i don't know for you did you ever get that feeling where you listen to a new song and then it's either the the music or the lyrics that make you almost tear up uh, i don't know if you ever get that feeling but it's because it, for me it almost feels like i could have wrote those words or i could have you know went through the same thing and the, the lyrics just hit me differently um but for you has there ever been an artist that kind of evoked that same emotion for you where you're like damn that that could have been something i could have came up with because it just hits so it hits hit, hit on the money um you have an artist like that for you there are so many artists for um miguel janae those those two artists definitely really hit home for me when i listen to their music i'm like damn their their music is so i would say just real so um not they're it's energetic but in a different way like because when i listen to music i i get so inspired by it nowadays to just write or to create something really similar to it like um like for example uh janae Aiko's um while we're young that that song really hits home for me and for a lot of people because it's just about escape it's about you it's about enjoying your it's about like acting like you're you're back in your 20s like it's like it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what age you get to act like the person that you are like that type of music i love to listen to and just escape to and that's the type of music that i want to create for for people as well i want to create a mu music of escape music of um serenity of love and also i write i write a few songs of mental health too mm. so so like um in summation like miguel janae daniel caesar for sure earth went in fire michael jackson definitely i mean i'm probably one of the biggest michael jackson fans uh <laughs> you'll ever meet uh john bellion i love how tim I love how Timbaland produces. I've, I've seen how Timbaland and, and Pharrell, I've seen their creative process. That's what inspires me. So it's it's not about me wishing that I created something like that. It's me asking myself how I can create something like that. I got you. I got you. All right, boss. Before, I, we could go on about being an artist <laughs> and, uh, and music, but I do need to get us to the warm up. So here we go. Let's, uh, let's go. Let's get a little warm. My first question for you in the warm up is what would you like the audience to know about you? I know you've mentioned a few things already, but is there anything else you just want people to know before we start digging in deeper? Wow, that's a very good question. I I guess I like to be I just like people to know like what's what's going on inside my head sometimes because sometimes it's hard for me to express myself, so the best way to express myself is through music, whether I'm feeling love, whether I'm feeling happiness or pain or sadness, that's, it really just depends on the mood. Mm -hmm. I got you. Do you have an alternative way? If it wasn't through your music, do you feel like you has like a plan B to express yourself? Like my plan B, like, cause I always express myself through my music, but if, if I'm not able to express myself, then I would just take it out in the gym. Like mm. I would just take all the anger out in the gym. I got you. Like, um, yeah, that's, I feel like music because there are so many ways through music that I can, um, express myself. I got you. 
My uh, second question for you in the warm-up is, how would you like to be honored? You know, if there was a way I, I could express the energy you possess, what, what sort of act could I do? Let me know if you need more clarification. Sometimes people trip up on this question. If I want, I wanted to be, I would want to be represented as the person who could do it all on stage. Like, I love, perf like, when it comes to me performing, like, I don't just stick to one thing. I don't just sing. I also play piano, guitar. I would even create beats on stage too. Like I would mix it up. I would get other artists to come with me on stage to perform with them. Like it's all about me just doing everything on stage and being as inclusive as possible for sure. I got you. Are you, do you feel like really comfortable on stage now? Since I think you mentioned earlier, you, you started performing at such a young age. So I can't help but imagine all that experience has gotten you to a point where you just you know, you can get up on stage to a crowd and just be able to work it. Uh, yeah, do you feel comfortable on stage? Oh yeah, like I feel like I feel like I'm at home when I'm on stage. Like because I used to be super nervous as a kid, but now I feel like I'm just talking to the audience. Like when I sing, I'm just talking to the audience. That's why. That's why my music. That's why I cherish my music so much, just because it feels like I'm just having a conversation with the audience. That is dope, man. I never got to that point, um, you know, when I was on my music journey. Uh, I always wanted to. Every time I stepped on stage, I tried to act like I was having a conversation, but I don't think I had the charisma yet or had the experience to really get the crowd in engaged with what I was saying. So it really just felt like I was. it was a one-way conversation at, at certain points. Um, but that's what's up, man. I, got, I definitely got to see you perform live at some point. Uh, and you mentioning that you like to do everything on stage, it reminds me of like I don't know if you ever seen Anderson Anderson Pack in person. Yo, not in person, but he is a really amazing artist. Like I get some inspiration from him too. Yeah, man. Uh, try to catch a show if you get a chance, because he's one of those dudes. He'll do the drums, he'll do the guitar as he's rapping or singing or just going all over the place on stage. Um, I don't think I have that in me. <laughs> uh, that that energy that people get when they're on stage, it almost feels reverse like it drains me so you know um that's why i had to kind of like let it go and and do something different <laughs> uh but yeah man for sure you have any shows coming up soon so you know people can see you in action let's see right now i have a big show coming up in may it's called r&b nights it's it's in sacramento i'm gonna start promoting that along with my supernova ep but other than that show for the most part i think i'm gonna take a take a break from doing shows mm. just um just to focus on the ep and focus on work but i'm still i'm still gonna do shows for sure. sure for sure um and hopefully one day if i ever have my my real studio i'm gonna try to invite all my guests who are musical so, you know just do a little set if you're if you're open to it uh my last question for you in the warm-up is on a scale from one to ten how well do you know yourself Ooh, if it was a 10, then I wouldn't be learning anything new about myself. <laughs> like, cause, cause I, cause I would give myself around a five, like, okay. because, because the more I learn about myself, the more that I realize I don't know anything about myself because, mm -hmm. because when you learn something new, like you look back at, you look back and you think, Oh, I never knew that. So, but I always want to be in this mode where I'm learning, I'm learning more. I'm constantly taking in information. So like, cause of course, 
you're you're never too old to learn new things of course for sure uh what would you say is the last thing you learned about yourself where you were like oh that's that's me i can do that <laughs> you know Ooh, the last thing i learned about myself is that i have limits mm. <laughs> like i i have limits sometimes like even on stage like because i i did a show um yesterday it's called vibe cella it was a super dope event we had a lot of um, amazing artists coming on coming on from the bay area and we were just we were just showcasing our talent like not just not just musicians but also vendors and art and artists and you know so many creative people coming together and i felt like i can handle the entire thing mm -hmm. like because i was also doing sets with other amazing artists as well and that was an extremely dope experience um but once it ended i got super beats for sure and so that's when i realized i did have limits and that's when i realized i wanted to push them even further mm, i see man um i feel you I, i'm the same kind of person who likes to try to do it all and uh do everything but people always tell me you know i gotta just be aware and like i don't know if you have a team that you work with when you're on stage like if you bring a band up or anything like that uh, but yeah man i mean if i know you're not looking for advice but when i hear somebody that's like myself <laughs> in that way of trying to do everything we definitely need help sometimes we definitely need to like slow down sometimes um but disregard what i say man just do you and i'm, I'm sure you'll you'll do just fine <laughs> that's pretty solid advice though yeah like like especially as upcoming artists you want to know your for upcoming artists as well like including myself you want to know your limits as well like you want to know of course you won't be able you won't be able to do everything you'll able you'll be able to do a lot but there's no shame in asking help for, for asking for help of course mm -hmm. i hear you man it's a but that's also a skill that's also like something i think a lot of people need to work on uh as i'm 33 and when i talk to people around my age it almost feels like that's a lot of people's issue is to ask for help or you know just showing that you know you can't do it all and i don't know where that came from i don't know if it was something where in my generation how we were raised or the messaging that they gave us in school but a lot of people want to do everything by themselves and it's really hard to like unlearn that that's something i need to unlearn for sure uh but yeah man yeah for sure i got you uh you have anything else to add like just just adding on to what you were saying about like um how hard it is to ask for help like for sure maybe it's a culture thing maybe it's a pride thing like i know sometimes for me it's a pride thing because sometimes i'd love to do everything on stage and i i guess because i wanted to show show people that i can do everything you know mm -hmm. um, it's a it's a pride thing it's an ego thing sometimes um but once I started to ask people for help, like for my music, you know, to mix, to master, to market, like I felt a lot of weight get taken. Um, I felt a lot of weight being taken off mm. and it's just, it's just a really good feeling. Like, yeah, once you like, I guess once you let go of pride, once you let go of that, that, um, that, that thing that was built inside your head. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely super helpful. Not for sure. And I think, as you were saying that it made me think about how i would phrase it um but i honestly think that that was the american dream that they sold me as a kid you know it's like pull, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you know just work hard and have a clear goal 
things are gonna like happen for you <laughs> they never say you know try to build a team they never say you know you should reach out and you know be persistent and like you know um not exchange goods but you know basically if someone's gonna help you out you should be out there helping other people too uh but yeah i feel you on of that. course oh do I, oh actually i have one i have one more point if you have if we have time oh go for it go for oh. it like there was actually this really good interview from arnold schwarzenegger he mm -hmm. said that there was no such thing as a self-made man because of course he put in all the work you know being mr america being the terminator being the governor but he had a lot of people help him along the way and there's no there's absolutely no shame in that like there's it's actually perfect like it's actually what we need so mm. when he said there was no such thing as a self-made man that hit me really hard i feel it and uh i, th I didn't hear it from arnold first i heard it from uh, justin timberlake i think yeah. uh, but he was like he i think it was some interview but he told he was telling the um person asking was like justin timberlake is a machine like i'm not justin timberlake but just justin timberlake is a machine that a lot of people put a lot of effort and work into creating um so we could present this product who is justin timberlake i'm like damn um but it makes a lot of sense because that's the personality that we know that's who we see on stage making music uh, i don't know justin personally but i wonder because for him his awareness is like i like we talked about being a weekend fill versus weekday fill maybe for justin that's the same thing it's like two different people which you know i wish we all had the chance to get to know our um what's it called our heroes or people we just look up to through through the mainstream media but i really a big part of this podcast too is that i just want to know you know philip versus r&b phil you know i just want to get to know you as a person um so thank you for giving me that opportunity uh all right dog i think we reached the end of the warm-up about to move on to the icebreaker uh so here we go let's do it and let me ask you would you rather do a this or that or a word association Ooh, which one's tougher um, <laughs> i think the, this or that is newer so i think it throws people off a little bit more um if you're cool with that <laughs> all right this or that let's do this or that this or that and as always i'm going to dig in a little bit after you give me your answers after the 34 seconds you have 34 seconds to get as many as you can but no pressure it's just to let's go. add a little fire to the flame uh, but here we go ready in three two one fiction or non-fiction fiction underestimated or overestimated underestimated second chance of love or second chance of your career for your career second chance of love group hangout or one-on-one -on -one hangout one-on-one -on -one hangout growth or security growth hero or anti-hero anti-hero show or tell show education or experience experience last one is ambition or comfort ambition show man thank you for playing <laughs> uh, one of the ones i did want to ask you was it was hero or anti-hero you went to anti-hero why is mm -hmm. that like because what because when you said anti-hero versus hero i instantly thought goku versus vegeta mm, like okay. i think I'm, i think i'm more vegeta because i i have a lot of flaws but despite my flaws i always try to do what's right like 
like none of us are perfect for sure like we have our flaws but despite our flaws we we still do what we can with what we have for sure man um i think for me i was i'm a big hero person love comic books love everything marvel dc comics and everything yeah. uh i did not appreciate the anti-hero until i got way older though right like uh i start realizing and maybe that's just how the stories were made it's like they won't tell you about the uh, villain's backstory until you're like a lot later um but yeah no nah, anti-hero i think is just misunderstood because at the end of the day i think everyone's thinking they're doing the right thing right so if i see a villain acting out in a certain way um through their experience for some reason they think that they're doing the right thing um but i feel you on that yeah i, I was definitely more of a goku kid though just because he, <laughs> he was the superman of of dragon ball z uh and then i believe what what did you say for group hangout or one-on-one oh one-on-one for sure why one-on-one I guess because I've always wanted, I've always, I've always loved deep conversation. Like I've always loved talking about stuff that isn't usually talked about. Like, of course, there's the, hi, how are you doing? How's the weather? Like, I always wanted to get past that and, and ask the big questions. Like, what, like, what challenge do you want to face every day? Or like, yeah, I just like, I just like deeper conversation. Like, also, I don't think I have an, an if. I don't think I have enough energy for group hangouts, like just because there's so much going on and there's so, because I've always been more of an observer than someone who immerses in group chats. Like, I guess that's just, I guess that's just how I am. I'm just a, I'm just more of an observer and I like one-on-one conversation. I just like, you know, chilling, having a good time. No need for like a huge amount of friends or like a lot of people in one room just to have a good time, you know? No, I hear you, dog. Uh, you know, as you can tell, I definitely lean towards the one-on-one conversations more as well. Um, I don't know, group hangouts. It one like I try to give people my full attention when it happens, like when we're conversating. When it comes to group hangouts, I notice that a lot of people want the mic. I don't know if you ever noticed that. We're like, you know, we'll be in a group, but then one person tells a story, and then boom, another person grabs the mic and kind of tells a story, uh, and like. I don't know why and i don't think it's done on purpose but i think people don't get enough one-on-one interaction so then when they're in a group setting they try to build that connection like it is but it it for me it comes off as like oh like the the time is just filled with someone else talking and i mean i'm an observer as well in a group setting i'm way more quiet and i'm just listening maybe I mean, I still ask questions, but, but that's the, all it's really stuck to. But in a one-on-one setting, I do feel more comfortable opening up about like my side of the opinion or, um, you know, my thoughts on whatever subject we're talking about. And I had one more thing to say about it, but unfortunately I forgot. It's all good though. It's uh, all good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move on. Let's get to the, uh, the twist of the podcast, which is the wheel of fate. Um, you see it pop up a little bit right there and mm-hmm. just a heads up anything too deep to uh, something you don't want to talk about feel free to pass uh and uh, i could always make it a little bit easier because some of these questions are hard <laughs> and you know i want to see where your comfort level is at but your first number is seven mm-hmm. and this one is what is the toughest thing to admit about yourself Ooh. 
Toughest thing to admit about myself. I would say that I'm a perfectionist to a fault. Like, mm. like sometimes I want everything to go perfectly as planned. Um, of course, I'm a spontaneous. I'm I'm a spontaneous person as well. But there are times, like especially during my music, when I would I would want something to be a certain way, and I would spend because I um, my single Supernova. I spent a whole like nine months perfecting Dang. and and because i was such a perfectionist like there were so many phases that that song went through um and i did not rest until i got the right the exact right um instrumental the right lyric and so i feel like i'm a perfectionist to a fault because sometimes i spend too much time on one thing and that's what i'm trying to work on myself and also oh also presence like sometimes i have trouble like um keeping keeping my mind focused on the moment like sometimes i would think about many different things at once and sometimes it's so overwhelming that like what i'm doing at the moment gets negatively affected like for example my work sometimes gets negatively affected and that's what i'm trying to change about myself i got you uh i want to touch on the perfectionism but where do you think that comes from like you think that was something from this is where I like to ask if it was nature or nurture. So was it something you feel like you got from your family or something that just became out of, you know, product of your environment? Maybe there's a lot of people at the time who really wanted perfectionism out of you and you, you felt like you had to be. So nature or nurture, where do you think that falls for you? I think it would be nurture. Like, cause mm-hmm. I guess cause one really big factor was my some of my piano some of my piano lessons now don't get me wrong i had really amazing teachers like but some like sometimes i i um like sometimes i was taking piano lessons and sometimes i would have to do a specific song extremely perfectly otherwise otherwise it's bad and so that's that's something that I taught myself. It wasn't something uh, that my piano teacher taught me. It's somehow something I taught myself that if it wasn't perfect, it wasn't good. And so that's, I think that's where my perfectionist came, per- perfectionism came from. I got you. And then as far as you know, your, I guess you know, the challenge you have with focusing, um, why? Where do you think that comes from? It, I know for myself, like. I, th- I think of myself as a creative. I don't know. You could ask my friends, but for, for me, I, I like to daydream. Um, I like to really like think outside the box. What I've noticed as I gotten older, it's getting worse. Um, and almost to a point where I want to kind of ask my doctor about it. Like, can I test for ADD or like, you know, um, just anything that has to do with focusing because I feel like it's gotten worse. Uh, but yeah, so for you, you what have you tried to kind of like you know get you back into the zone as i would say <laughs> like to to get myself back into the zone i would just i guess i never really tried anything like it as far as um medication but i i did try therapy mm. like i tried like i tried to talk about my my worries and my and all of my um all of these thoughts in my head playing out like sometimes sometimes i'll try to talk about them it worked for a time but not so well um i tried meditating 
just to, I do meditating like to a specific song, just to picture in my head, all the, all of my thoughts um, floating around in front of me mm-hmm. and then just being content with it. Like, of course there is, there are all these things that I have to focus on, but I also try to focus on things one at a time as well. Cause mm-hmm. I, cause I realized if I try to knock them all out at the same time, that's, that's when it doesn't get the, be- it doesn't get the best effort from me. No, I got you, man. That's uh, it definitely s- still something I'm working on. I feel like at work, I'd be like, I'll have a task in front of me and then I'll remember like, oh, I need to do something for something else. And then I'll open up the tab, start working on that. I'm like, oh, shoot, I got to get back to what I was just working on. But it, it happens so much throughout the day, man. And I'm just like, this can't be healthy. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> All right, I got to try uh, meditation too, man. What, you mind giving me the secret sauce? Like, what, what song is it that you meditate to? Ooh, there's this song called Resonance, R-E-S-O-N-A-N-C-E, mm-hmm. Resonance by Home. There's, it's basically like a nostalgic, calming synth song that I can play for 10 hours straight and I would never get tired of it. Like, it just calms my mind. It just... It just takes me out of it just takes me out of um reality i would say but it gets me alone with my thoughts like i don't know what it is about that song but it's just super nostalgic and when i meditate i don't like sit and sit in a crisscross or do anything like that <laughs> yeah, yeah. i just you can you can even do something like sleeping like you can just stay in a sleeping position staying in a relaxed position and just close your eyes and think that's that's how it was taught by my cousin i got you i got you and now we know Residence by Home H-O-M-E mm-hmm. For sure Definitely go check it out After this podcast um, I'll send you the link afterwards Right on Right on Gonna give the wheel another spin So that wasn't too hard right? Number seven wasn't too hard for you? That wasn't too bad Okay for sure <laughs> Give me a challenging one uh, We'll see uh, Number 20 <laughs> Number 20 Here we go it Is When was the situation Or what was the situation Where you didn't get the help you needed. The situation where I didn't get the help I needed. There were so many situations where, I, like, uh, just when you feel so, comfortable talking about, you know, like, there are so many times where I didn't get the help that I needed. Like sometimes, like sometimes I would were when I was in high school. Like I never really had a solid friend group to rely on, mm. and. So I would just hang out with whoever accepted me. And so sometimes when I would ask them to hang out or with them just to be with me or be there for me, sometimes, sometimes I, sometimes I couldn't rely on them. Like, so, so that's when I taught myself to enjoy my own company. That's, I guess that's where my love of being an observer comes in. Like, cause I never really got to have that support group, um, growing up. So, oh, good, very good example. I used to be in a confirmation in Holy Spirit. It's like, it's like a phase when you're a Catholic and you're a teen and you go through like confirming your, confirming that you're a Catholic, basically. Like it helped for a time, but even within that organization, like there's nothing wrong with the organization, but I still felt alone. 
like、mm. as much as they encouraged inclusivity, as much as they included friend ex, or as much as they encouraged friendship, of course, like I don't feel like I really got that as much as other people did. I got you, man, and I definitely understand about the.、Uh, I'm, I'm confirmed as well. So,、uh, the, yo, <laughs> yeah, we, we making it, man. We make we we making we it up it. there. <laughs>、uh, everybody else, I don't know about y'all, <laughs> but now、nah, I got you, man.、Um, I happened to do it in eighth grade year, so when I was 14,、um, and I went to Catholic school, K through eight. So we did the whole, you know, all the sacraments,、uh, first communion, and. We finished it off with a bang with confirmation.、Um, Let's go. <laughs> but、uh, yeah, did you have to do re- the retreat thing for that too? Like, I don't know if that was something you guys had to do. We went camping, and like you know, it was just us and the cohort that was getting confirmed, and we read letters from our parents at like fourteen about <laughs> you know how big of a moment this was. And, <laughs> and did you have to do something like that with the org? Yeah. Yeah, we did those a lot. Like I miss those. Like I also spent a few a few years as a leader for confirmation as well. Gotcha.、Um, like you, th- those were those were the times when I felt alone, but in a good way, because I felt like I was away from everything else, away from school, away from stress, and that's when I was able to really like learn more about myself. Like I felt alone, but in a good way. For sure, and I mean friend groups, man. Friend groups is complicated. I think. Um, now that I think about my experience, I live. I went to school in San Francisco, but lived in the East Bay my whole life.、Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of my friends, at least the ones on like different sports teams, and you know, kids that I feel like I was closer with than other kids, it never felt solidified because I didn't live in the city. You know, like anytime they'd be making plans for the weekends, I'd be like, I gotta go home. I got, I gotta go across the bridge, kind of thing. Um, which you know, I think for me gave me a different experience, but also probably gave me that observer kind of feel、um, a lot of the time, and I think that's where I might have gotten it from too.、Uh, but as far as friends go, do you feel like it's easier to make friends as a kid or as an adult? So much easier as a kid. Like, really? Okay, tell me why. Tell me why. Like, cause, cause when you're kids, like you just、um, do the simplest stuff. Like you're just. Playing, you're just you know playing video games, like going outside, playing basketball, like boom, you're friends.、Yeah. But like as an adult, sometimes you're kind of like an interviewer where you're thinking, oh, is this person a great friend for me? Like what what's his personality? What's um, yeah, like you you think of all this stuff as an adult, and you. You're kind of like an interviewer. Like, are you gonna be a great friend for me? Can I count on you? You know all that stuff. Um, and of course, there's of course when you're an adult, like that's where your friendships get tested the most, like to see if that person is really going to be there for you, or if you're really going to be there for them. So definitely easier as a kid. <laughs> no, I got you, man.、Um, I think for me, it's it's really just like my expectations are a lot lower, I guess, since I was a kid <laughs> to an adult.、Um, because you know, as a kid, yeah, you become homies, and hopefully, like. Your 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 families are cool with each other because like you know sometimes there's parents who like don't hang out with that person,、um, and that, but after that like you you are pretty much homies until you know something might happen. But as an adult, when you talk about it, almost feels like an interview. I do feel like there is some sort of wall, right, or like some kind of not front, but 
the way people who they really are versus who how they want people to perceive them i think mm -hmm. is very evident i don't know like especially in a group setting especially in a group setting i think people just are always trying to be like or trying to present that part of themselves that they want people to see um and then when we get into the one-on-one -on -one conversations i feel like that's where people are more open to to just show me who they really are and vice versa i think for me i feel more comfortable and that's that way too but uh i always find i think it's more uncomfortable for for adults to really talk like we are right now um because for whatever reason they think you know the way i'm going to think of them changes or the people around them are going to change uh so that's what's made it more difficult in my mind um uh, and also i think the expectation of like if you're interviewing someone and you're mm -hmm. like okay this person actually would be a dope friend but then that person doesn't really have the time to be there as often you know be around um i think is also a challenge for me that's how i be feeling sometimes and you know for all my guests that have come on and you know i definitely cherish the hour that we talk and you know how we can really share our thoughts and opinions but i also know after you know the episode it's really hard for me to continue being a part of my guest's life you know or like be around um and for me that makes me feel like i just need to be able to focus on the the time that we did have <laughs> you know i know it, it's, it's it's like one of those things like be happy that it happened versus sad that it's it's over um but yeah i think oh, yeah, that's for sure <laughs> it's definitely like the i guess the approach or mindset that i have when it comes to just connecting with people um but for sure man i got you thank you for sharing i know it's not always easy uh, yeah of course thank you for asking this question like this is like i love when you ask these really deep intricate questions because like when you like when you ask these questions or when you answer them like you start to learn you really start to get to learn more about that person or about yourself and that's i feel like that's time better better spent and that's why one-on-one -on -one conversations i feel like are more valuable than group settings i hear you. you you ever uh like for you meeting a new person and then you want to like dig a little deeper do you have like a go-to I guess question or something you kind of bring up for that person to feel a little more like oh maybe i i, I can just relax <laughs> but uh you have that for yourself oh there's there's this one question i like to ask people just to like mess with them like <laughs> to just throw like because like when i meet a new person like 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 and i want to be friends with that person like my goal is to make them break character like because mm. of course of course they they have like you said they have this personality that they want to show people but i just want people to show who they really are just so that just so that they feel more comfortable just so that you know we're just chilling we're just relaxing we're just having a good time you know okay here's the question charmander squirtle or bulbasaur oh i got you i got you that's great uh, no, Oh, I'm asking you right now. Oh, okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> I've always been a Char uh, Charmander person, so <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm in the majority on that one. Like 70% of Pokemon players pick Charizard, and then <laughs> I know Charizard uh, for life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know when I replay it, I'll probably I tried Squirtle before, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same for me. I was uh, just really excited to get a, a dragon, you know, by. <laughs> at the end of my evolutions um how about yourself 
You charge oh. Charizard or Char Charmander for life. Oh, like I got you. Because I I played Pokemon Blue a couple times, like with different starter Pokemons, and Charmander never fails. <laughs> like the, you know that first um that first battle with your rival, yep. and 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 that's like the first battle. Like I always, whenever I pick Charizard, it never fails. Or Charmander, sorry. Yeah, when I pick Charmander. No, I got you. Yeah, uh, and I think that what's it called? it's not the easiest either right like you get to brock and fire doesn't do well with rock so you gotta like just keep tackling tackling <laughs> and with it it boosts that points for charmander for sure like the experience points level them up um Ooh, when you get to misty that's that's when it gets harder when fucking, it gets uh, to misty <laughs> star you it's star you right or star, star yeah star, star you and star both of them star you and star me like they're so hard to beat <laughs> Yeah, especially if you pick Char Charmander first. <laughs> especially if you pick Charmander, for sure. But nah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that took me back, for sure. Um, did you ever do custom names for your Pokemon, or you just left them as Charmander? Because you know some people would name them after friends. And stuff. <laughs> uh, not for Charmander, because I felt like his name is already super cool as it is. Mm -hmm. So I never... I don't know. I never really gave my Pokemon nicknames, like they, because their names were already pretty cool, so why not? I got you, dog. Uh, well, we made it, dog, to the end of the podcast. But uh, before we do the closeout questions, I got to mm -hmm. ask you to do this one part called the 34th Mantra. All right. Let's so, do it. No, I'm messing up on the graphics, but it's all right. <laughs> uh, it's like hypnotized per second. <laughs> that was supposed to come before, like when we started, <laughs> but it's all good. Uh, all right, dog. So if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. All right. Uh, imagine yourself in the forest, right? Like you're just walking along, hiking. You find yourself like in the middle where it's just tall trees around you. You see the blue sky um, right above you. And, you know, you just want to yell. You feel like you want to express yourself. And this is the phrase that I want you to fill in, which is I am, I can, I will. I am blank. I can blank. I will blank. Um, We'll give a thought on like what you would say. Let me know when you're ready, and then I'll I'll take you to that screen. Like when you said, like when you said, um, I am. Like there were so many things that I wanted to put in there. Like I am Phil. I am a singer. I am a mathematician. I'm an um, engineer. I'm this. I'm that. But all I can say is that I'm all of them. Mm, you could like. Hey. But, uh, you could you could definitely just go with I am all of it, you know. That's I am totally, all of it. That is all. That's totally fine or, with me. I am limitless. That is good. That's a good one too. That's one's good too. So the next one is I can. I can and I will. When you're ready to put them all three together, let me know because I, I do want to give you that that uh, the scenery <laughs> when you do them all three at the same time. But feel free, talk it out, work through it. I can what? I am limitless. I can come. Does that have to be short or long? It's up to you. Like, no, it, it could be a long, long thing. It could be a short thing. I am limitless. I can conquer the next obstacle. And I will. Hmm. I will. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find a way to phrase it. Take your time. Ooh. Yeah. I am limitless. I can conquer the next obstacle and I will. 
Ooh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I got you. I got you. All right. Now, uh, say with a little more oomph. Here goes your screen. And go Ready. I am limitless. I can conquer the next obstacle. And I will. Mm, I got you, dog. Uh, you know, if you ever need a reminder, now you got a little sound snippet of yourself saying that to yourself. Uh, hopefully you could put it in a song, maybe one day. <laughs> Yo, uh, you just took me back to retreat. Yeah, hey, <laughs> you know how it is. Let's go. <laughs> for sure, Doc, for sure. Uh, all right, man, we made it to the closeout uh, where I have three final questions for you. This uh, mm -hmm. next one is actually from my previous guest. So shout out to Kat. Maybe she's Kat, asked what's you, up? Maybe she's asked you this question before, but if she hasn't, it is if there is one trait of yours that can be seen as a negative and a positive, what would it be? Perfectionism. Right up. Uh, why is it why is it a positive thing? It's a positive thing because like I would I would um I, I would define perfectionism as the closest to how I want to showcase myself. For example, my craft, like my music, for example. Perfectionism, I define as the closest, the closest, um, I would say the most accurate way my music portrays myself. And it's also a negative because sometimes I spend too much time on it. Sometimes, sometimes I overthink on it. Sometimes I spend too much time on it and that's, and that sometimes gets in the way of perfectionism. Like in the pursuit of perfectionism, sometimes it gets in the way. I got you. Yeah, it it, uh, it almost becomes like this uh, back and forth in your mind. Like, is this perfect? Yeah, it's perfect, but is it really? And then <laughs> that conversation or that, that mindset just keeps bouncing back and forth. Uh, I think that's something that's helped me too. And, you know, I, we talked about it earlier as far as working on it. Um, yeah with this podcast with my previous music like i felt like my music career didn't really take off because i was too much of like it doesn't sound right i can't put it out there uh and a lot of people would be like oh where's the new music at and i'm like oh i'm still working i'm still working i worked on it for like a decade <laughs> and it never came out right um mm -hmm. and then so with this podcast definitely i had to just be like okay this this episode isn't perfect but let me just put it out there and it took some time and in my eyes all my episodes are great but i'm sure for like a, the regular consumer they'd be like oh yeah we could totally notice the growth we can totally notice like how the earlier episodes were missing some elements but then it, they started coming along um and even in this one like i don't think i'm i'm hitting this perfectly but you know i have to be okay with it at the end of the day because we did still produce this um i don't this conversation this this podcast uh so i have to be happy with it in that sense uh but you know we we all at our different stages of working through it and yeah perfectionism is one of them man because we because <laughs> everything we see is almost like what people want us to see as being perfect right through social media and things that are presented to us it's just like oh this was the finished product and we want all of our stuff to look exactly like that even though that might be a little unrealistic I wonder if Michael Jackson was a perfectionist because Oh he yeah definitely. <laughs> it seems like all this all his songs were were hitting for sure. Uh, but yeah. What's it called? You have anything else to add? Like 
I feel like that's an entire conversation. Like that's an entire separately, an entirely separate conversation. Like growth versus perfectionism. Like, do we want people to see our perfect side, or do do we want to show people how much we've grown? Like, I feel like that's that's something. Like, tell me if this is this has happened to you too. Like, has it has it ever happened to you where you feel like? You either want to show people your growth or you want to show people your perfect side. Dude, when it comes to social media posting, it's like, do I show something where I'm struggling or do I just show when I'm happy? Because what I notice is when people show their struggles, people be hating or like not even really like paying attention to it, not really engaging. It's like, oh, this person's in a bad mood. I shouldn't say anything (laughs) Uh, versus Mm -hmm. like, you know, showing a great highlight of mine. And then people are more willing to say something. However, I've, I've been on that other end where if all I see is highlights, I'm like, I feel less likely to engage because like, oh, oh, they're in a good spot in their life. I'm not. I can't really like engage with that. Um, so, yeah, it, it really goes both ways for me. I'm just like, you know, still trying to figure out what the best approach. I think as I'm working through it, I'm choosing growth more um, mm-hmm. than perfectionism just because I i do want really people to really see like there's not anything different in my life or what i'm trying to do you know i'm I'm just a regular dude trying to talk to everybody but people who don't see that like they only see me posting clips all the time of my interviews and like oh this guy did it he made it he's doing it um when i really want them to see how much i'm like in like uh setting up these these calendar invites but then every once in a while someone's not going to show up or maybe i don't feel great that day so i have to cancel or reschedule um people don't see that part you know uh people don't see like how much i procrastinate (laughs) when it comes to like editing and stuff it's uh that's not the beautiful size and i don't know if people want to see if i post it on my social media like hey guys yeah i'm like if I record myself editing, I'm like, I don't want to do this. Yes. Should I do this? Yes or no. Do I really want to invite that <laughs> into, yeah. into my mind? And I'm like, so a lot of those thoughts go into my mind when it comes to like sharing. But at the end of the day, I, my, my page looks professional because in my mind, I really just want to showcase my guests. Um, but if you see my personal page, that's, that one's pretty more like all over the map because I think for me that's where like if people really care about seeing my growth they'll go check out that page right um but yeah so that's that's how i've kind of found my approach to it um extra work but it's all good <laughs> it's all good for sure i want to tell you something that oh sorry no you oh, yeah, okay yeah for sure thank you so i want to tell you something that i haven't really told a lot of people like so when I first wanted to do music, I thought music was was a streamlined was a streamlined process. Like create the beat, write the song, record it, mix, master it, everything like goes smoothly. And I thought because that doesn't happen to me, I didn't think I was worthy enough to make music like that. But but when I saw John Bellion. Like, cause John Bellion is also a really, really huge inspiration for me. When I saw, have you, I'll show you later, but he has these making of videos for each of his songs. Um, and he shows the writing process. He shows like the ups and downs. He shows the struggles on, on how, 
he shows what he went through to create that song and how much of a struggle it was. That's when I realized that if he can do it, like he struggles, but if he can still persevere, then so can I. That's and that's what really inspired me to get my music off the ground. And that's why now that's why now I'm doing this. And that's why I'm with you. I'm doing this super awesome interview. That's why that's why all this stuff happened. Just because I saw those making up videos. That's interesting, man. That makes me think of maybe I should show a making of a podcast and maybe someone will be like oh, okay like they're facing the same struggles um that's interesting you gotta share share with me your your favorite make making the song from john million <laughs> but uh, i do appreciate those for sure of course put it on the list right on man i know you you got a list of things to share with me uh <laughs> and you got one more right now which is what would you like to ask the next guest on 34 questions Ooh, that's a really good question. What I would like to ask the next guest is, um, let's see. That's a really good question. I, I can feel, <laughs> I can feel this question in my pot sauce. I got you. I, I also like to answer this last question. So, you know, make, make it a good one. <laughs> Okay, so what I would like to ask is what keeps you going? Like being being a creative in general, it's it's tough. It's really tough. Like there are a lot of obstacles. There are a lot of there are a lot of times when people say no to you. There are a lot of times when someone else might get the opportunity that you wanted. There's sometimes there's sometimes when you might compare yourself, you might feel jealousy, but what keeps you going through all of that? For sure, man. What keeps me going? Um, so for me, like I slowed down with music, right? I try to do clothing brand, I slowed down on that, and I've ended up with this podcast, which I feel like is the thing for the rest of my life that I would pursue or like not pursue but just continue creating the, the space where people can talk one-on-one -on -one and have good conversation that is a little bit random sometimes with depending on the wheel uh you talked about comparisons uh you talked about like you know just having all the obstacles that kind of keep creatives from creating right I think with me the first two right music and the clothing brand the things that I didn't like about it, it felt too wrapped up in my ego. You know, like I started introducing myself as, oh, hi, I'm Jan. By the way, I, I'm also the creator of Hella Hungry or, oh, I'm Jan. But, you know, I also have a rapping name here. Check out my music. So those two things really turned me off at a certain point. Like with music, I held on to that too long, I think. Um, with uh, the clothing brand, I was able to kind of realize it quicker, thankfully. <laughs> than the music mm -hmm. um, and then with the podcast I think I've made something where I feel comfortable saying and really owning that it's not about me and I think that's what that's helped me propel or stay focused on it because every time I work on it I, I, I believe I'm working on it not just for myself but for like yourself for you Phil and for my previous guests and for anyone else that's that's thinking about coming on i really think like okay i'm 
this is the work I'm doing that's for the world or like the community, my community, the community. And I think that's what separates the two, two other things that I had to drop versus this one thing I'm holding. And I know for myself that's it's forever is that it's not about me. Uh, and that's what keeps me going. It's just thinking about like, if I stop doing this, then I'm, I'm stopping my service to the, to the world. You know, it's like, but if I keep on going, then I feel like I'm just continually giving back to the universe. Um, and I hope people can see it. I hope people, you know, feel it when they're on the show and when people listen to it, that even though I open up about my opinions, I answer some questions. I really don't want it to be about me. <laughs> and uh, that that thought and I guess that virtue or whatever you want to call value, that's what keeps me going. Uh, yeah, man. I, I definitely feel it. Yeah. I definitely feel it for sure. Like right this like I love what you're doing with this podcast and how you're having these awesome conversations with other artists, with other creatives. Like I like I saw Kat and Vince on here. Like they're homies. Like like I just I just love what you're doing here. I love how you're creating this safe space for people to just express themselves. This feels more like a therapy session than a podcast interview, for mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> right on, Bill. Uh, I mean I have people who've mentioned that before and that that really warms my heart because you know it, it makes me feel like cool I think you know my my attempt to understand the world people feel that and they're like this guy is trying to understand me right now uh, and that's what I think is the beautiful thing and I hope my listeners feel that same way too like whoever's listening makes me think okay there's someone out there that finds this as valuable right like you find this valuable probably heard vince and and cat stuff um but yeah it's like it's because you care about them as people you kind of want to get to know them even more than maybe the chance that you've gotten already to this point um mm. and that's what i really hope i i hope people can listen to episodes where maybe they knew somebody you know from an arm's length but don't really know them that well and after they hear the podcast they're like oh snap that's that's how they really are and next time you guys see each other it's like you could bring up something that you you heard on the podcast and it'd be like having that deeper conversation but it, it was sparked from just hearing it on on a podcast so yeah man well i, I definitely appreciate the kind words the, those are the kind of things that keep me going Thank for sure um, of course <laughs> like oh sorry no, uh, go, go for it go for it i got um, like building on to what you were saying about ego versus um, doing it for others, like that hit me pretty hard for sure. Because when I first started music, I wanted to do it just to prove that I can do it. Like it was definitely an ego thing for me at first, but then later on, I learned that it's not, it's not about me. It's not about other people. It's just about the music. It's about, it's about us being instruments of nature in michael jackson's words like he he wrote billy jean by just letting the song write itself like the because the music that now i i create now it's not about me it's just about me communicating the communicating the works of nature like as musicians creatives like anybody who's a creative we're all just instruments of nature we're just we're just expressing in our own language the beauty and complexity of nature. And once I realized that, once I let go of most of my ego, at least, um, it's tough. It, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's tough for sure. Yeah. 
But like once I let go of most of it, that's that's when I felt more content with making music. And that's why I felt like I can impact people's lives by, you know, being that communicative um, force of nature, you know? Nah, for sure, man. I think everyone's kind of looking for someone to express in a certain way. Like, I can't find those words. And I mentioned earlier, like, I listened to a song and I'm like, damn, I could have wrote that. And it just feels good to know there's somebody that out there that can put it in a way that just hella resonates with me um, and for uh, other folks. I'm sure your music are, hit, are, are hitting people in a certain way as well. Uh, and I'm sure it's going to be hitting me sooner than later. Uh, I just haven't <laughs> had a chance to check it out yet. But now, nah, man, like keep doing yourself, like keep doing you. Um, and like if you ever have those moments, just I think for me music has never left like i still write here and there it's just now i don't have the that expectation or or that goal for myself like oh i need to write this song so i can you know make it uh it can supplement me or like uh it can what was the word i'm thinking of so it can sustain yeah, me yeah, sustain can, yes yeah yeah i'm not making music to sustain myself as far as monetary but I do make music just to express myself. I like I'll type write, uh, type in like something type beat, usually a J Cole type beat, and then I'll, I'll try to do that a little bit. And um, maybe I'll get down four bars, maybe sixteen bars. But either way, like it feels really good for me just to go through that process because it's something I've been doing since I was twelve. And if I don't have that, or if I decide to just let that go, I know probably going to spill into other parts of my life and i'm like fuck i need to go back and write something or listen to a beat and just try to make a flow even if it's been the same like a big reason why i stopped writing or stopped pursuing it because i felt like the experience i was writing about was the same one mm -hmm. when i was 12 to when i was 25 it was all about chilling trying to come up from nothing to, to becoming something or it was about some girl <laughs> so after, <laughs> after those three just keep rotating 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 in my mind it's like i need to do something different with my life so when i come back to music i could it could be something different than the same things over and over again um but yeah man. but but, but it's funny oh sorry like um, uh but it's funny you mentioned that because like you i tell me if you feel this like as a creative like even if you like for the most part you you um you took a break from rapping right mm -hmm. but you feel that creative personality inside you like knocking on that door like you feel like it's um you feel like no matter what you do you'll never be able to let go of that creativity it's always going to be at least in the back of your head telling you that like your creative side telling you that i want to get out i want to feel the fresh air yeah. like yeah. I feel like as creatives, like no matter what phase of life we're, we go through, that creativity will never go away. Like, I feel like it's always going to be there for us. It's always going to be there to help us express, to help us express ourselves. I feel like that creativity is never going to go away from us. No doubt, man. I don't think ever. And like, personally for me, if I'm not writing a song, if I'm not editing or trying to like improve the podcast or I'm going to try to be making some kind of design, you know, like <laughs> I spent a lot of my money on all these different, you know, technologies just so I can keep creating in very different ways. Um, and like, I know for, for, for my girl, she's like, how do you like, why do you have to do that? Or like, 
you know, why do you have to buy an iPad just to draw if, you know, that's not your main thing, but it's like, damn, like it's something that I enjoy doing and it helps that creative uh, part of myself get that fresh air because if I'm, it's all editing or if it's all music, then it doesn't feel like at a certain point, it's like, damn, I need to switch it up. I need to be creative in a different way. Um, and then I got the other part, but it sounds like you got something to say. Oh, oh. I was just gonna say like, but th but that's probably that's probably the main reason why artists like they always push up their flow because they're always they always want to try something different. Like for example, mm. a lot of people listen to Drake. They listen to how he was before versus how he is now. Like people say they like the old Drake or they miss the like they miss the old Drake or they love the new Drake. But like no, it's just him like trying to switch up his creative juices. You know him trying to stay creative, him just expressing like different parts of his life you know like and that's and that's what you do too you express your creativity in different ways you're always trying to find new ways to express yourself and that's what i love no for sure man and uh yeah anyone that's too hard on any artist like i think we all kind of kind of say that right like oh i miss the old so-and-so like i you know I, before kanye became very polarizing or even more so polarizing that's what that's the phrase everyone asks or said about kanye is like give me that soulful kanye the first three albums but you know and that's why i think i always love an, an artist's first album we talked about having you know the how, however many years it took to get to that point um because after that right people want to change people want to try something different and as the fan or the consumer of the art, it's like, we really don't have anything. Like, there's not a lot, of, lot for us to say if an artist decides to do that. You know, they shouldn't be making music for us. You know, hopefully they're making music for themselves and all of us kind of feel like, feel like we're growing or changing with them. I think, uh, you know, I mentioned J. Cole earlier. That's one of the artists for me where I felt like his growth from mixtape to mainstream, um, mainstream albums, to where he is now is like a guy that I feel like I would relate to you know he's just someone who I don't know if you really follow his his uh, musical story but mm -hmm. it was like you know mixtape underground rapper coming up studio album tried to get a little buzz but it didn't really pop off a lot of his real fans were like oh he's changed he's not the same anymore but then he acknowledges that in the next couple of studio albums saying yeah like, this is uh you know it's not who i really want to be but because of the path i was on that's the kind of music i had to make and then at this point he's all like i'm gonna pick and choose what i want to make but i'm also you know starting my own label up so i could bring put artists up that are you know would want to avoid the shit that i went through uh so that whole journey for j cole i'm like dog we could be homies i wish you know <laughs> we could have met at some point but yeah and as far as making friends and we are i'm tying everything we talked about into this like it's this all connected it is dog it is uh but making friends i can't imagine what it's like making friends as a celebrity you know like who can you really trust who can you really like think that they don't have any motive for, for because you have a name because you have some clout and i think even in the music industry i don't know if you ever had to you know come across that kind of feeling where like mm -hmm. you see someone you admire and you want to go up to them and just be like hey what's up want to say give you your props or whatever and then for that person get receiving the love maybe they're already jaded by however many fake people have approached them but they kind of mm -hmm. shut you down real fast and like oh cool thanks not really like give you enough time to like build a connection because 
so many people have already you know maybe jaded their their perception of like a stranger coming to them and uh mm -hmm. that's why i can't ask for help sometimes if i know somebody that's like already established and i'm like i can't ask you to do me a favor and give me a shout out because that makes me feel like i'm just another person that has an agenda <laughs> and even though he help a lot <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah yeah it like, sucks man it, it really sucks <laughs> yeah that for sure is the main reason why sometimes like i like especially in music like that's that's why sometimes i'm afraid to ask other artists to collab like especially like especially if i know that they have so much more talent or so much more like like cloud like yeah cloud of course like that's 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 um that's why sometimes i'm afraid to like ask people to collab but yeah that's that hit hard, that hit hard. Uh, now nah, i got you man and uh yeah we if you're over to it definitely come back for a part two um and we could definitely you know dig in a little bit deeper we only got to three questions of the of the wheel so we got plenty more to go um but i'm not gonna schedule it right now <laughs> <laughs> i got you sometime in april sometime in april I'll, I'll shoot that to you when when it opens up but uh i got you what's it called yes. we made it to, to the last question of the podcast man which is uh 100 200 300 years from now your descendants are watching this video what would you mm -hmm. like to tell them I would like to tell them this is your ancestor what's up <laughs> like but I would like to tell them like no matter what era you live in like no matter no matter what um time zone you're in or like no matter what century you're in I'll just just be yourself and just work hard for what you have like no matter what no matter what era that's always going to be like the best timeless advice that I can give my ancestors, my my descendants, of course, like just if you work hard, if you work hard enough and you work smart enough and you believe in your own, your own skill and your own. Um, no, yeah, if you believe in your own skill and your own craft and your own want, wanting or need to to do what you want, then it's going to come to you. It might not come to you like at the at the time that you expect it, but it's going to come to you. It's a, all you have to do is focus on um, working on what you love doing. And and so it doesn't matter like how social media works, doesn't matter what algorithm is in place. It's going to attract a lot of people, but don't think about it attracting a lot of people. Just focus on just focus on doing it because you love doing it. I hear you dog they hear you and uh any last things you'd like to add before we head out of here uh what else can i add what else can i add except all of this guy oh <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> follow, follow, follow this guy follow jan follow 34 like this guy it this is not a regular interview guys this is more like a this is more like a deep conversation like i feel like we can have like like some alcohol or something or some coffee over this like like this like this guy just just wants to get to know the art the artists the creatives he just wants to um he just wants to shed a light on them and that i really love have i love i really love being here i really love that you gave me this opportunity to come on your podcast you know just have a conversation and whatnot and i really appreciate it i can't thank you enough thank you phil and uh 
where can people find your music man go ahead go out there and plug yourself dog i got you so my music is at spotify and all other platforms under the name phil q that's p-h-i-l space q and my instagram as well as all my other social media handles are under r-n-b phil that's spelled r n as a knight b-p-h-i-l and check out my upcoming ep supernova april 14th supernova the single's out though right or not yet oh the single is going to come out um single along with the rest of the ep is coming out on april 14th gotcha. the first Damn. two you gotta wait a like, little bit <laughs> go ahead just a little bit more but like <laughs> just a little bit more like the first two singles heaven and dream they're already out and everyone's loving it man check it out all right man will do uh thank you phil again for stopping by i want to thank the folks out there for tuning in if you're listening on spotify apple Podcasts, or watching on youtube definitely appreciate your time as well remember to reach out reach forward as always much love and we'll catch you guys next time 34 questions peace and it'll uh, fade out from there <laughs>